Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of We Understood That Reference. Well, I've watched a lot of superhero movies and I know a lot about some superhero lore beyond the movies. I've never really gotten into comics. My co-host, on the other hand, loves comic books. So let's talk about comics. I'm Claiborne. And I'm Nikhil. As I've mentioned, I haven't really gotten into comics. I've seen some panels online, usually if I'm interested in knowing more about a particular character or a plot line from a movie or something but I've never actually read a single comic. Wow. What would you say to someone like me about comics? Why should I read them and where should I even start? You should totally read comics, especially if you love a character. Um, this is something I find totally fascinating because there's some people out there who like love comic book movies, you know, get like experience these characters, but not in the the medium in which they they were formed. Mm-hmm. So what what was your like first um, introduction to uh, like, which was the, the first like superhero that you liked? Um, I don't, I don't know. I, we, we talked a little bit about childhood superheroes, and mm-hmm. I think it's you know just the kind of um, typical stuff from our childhood in terms of like what was a cartoon during the during those times. Okay. Um, but I think in particular, probably Batman was a big one because mm-hmm. you know we we grew up with the Tim Burton. Batman movies and then of course Batman Forever really you know came came mm-hmm. came out like right when we were I think at that the sweet spot yeah. uh, for it so in terms of like big screen superhero blockbuster type stuff Batman really stood out and then of course um, you know I, I was always a big fan of Batman Forever in particular and the Riddler uh, as well so that was probably my favorite um, although when I was a kid you know I, I watched some random uh, I, I, I didn't watch it uh, like religiously, so I, I don't really know specifically what it was, but I know I had seen some like Justice League type stuff. I know I've seen some cartoons with um, Superman and Batman uh, and Wonder <laughs> Woman, um, Power Rangers and some of those other kind of things, which probably don't come from comics uh, as well here and there. Darkwing Duck, uh, for instance, um, <laughs> uh, which I guess is more of a, a parody of um, like a Batman type True. of comics. So. So, so I don't know, my, my uh, childhood experience has mostly been from the random stuff on TV and then probably mostly Batman in terms of movies. Loving those Batman movies never compelled you to go out and like read a Batman comic book? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I would wonder if I even knew it was a comic book character. Like I, I didn't grow up with comic books. I didn't really know what comic books were or, or anything like that. Like it never occurred to me anything about comic books um so i'm not sure if i would have made the connection of you know this is batman and he's he's specifically from a world of comic books and there's more to learn about him if i wanted Mm -hmm. i do think that i read the novelization of the batman forever movie uh because i had like as a kid i had a lot of like kind of those random um books that you can get at a scholastic book fair or whatever and there's a lot of um just kind of random for kids stuff written oh yeah. and i think that was one of them so i read a lot of like things like my teacher is an alien and uh mm-hmm. lewis sacker's uh wayside school and all of those things <laughs> and um eventually i think the first harry potter book yeah but um the, the novelization of batman forever was one of those and being a big fan at the time I, I i i'm pretty sure i had the book i probably read it i just don't really remember because you know it's been so long Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, the things I find really interesting is that people always complain about uh, something not being true to the source material. Like everyone always complains about, you know, these mm-hmm. characters are changing. They don't feel like they're supposed to. But then so many of those people never actually 
experienced or read the the source material. So yeah, they don't know what the source material is. <laughs> exactly, the source material is Mike Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I sometimes I feel like everything's like a carbon copy of a carbon copy. Like if you take a photocopy of something, yeah, and you take a photocopy of that, and take a photocopy of that photocopy, you know, eventually what you're left with is very different than the original. Uh, copy you know yeah and i think i think that's hard to pin down with batman in particular because he's gone through so many iterations that's um, true in the movie world as opposed to a lot of the other ones like superman there's really just you know um the christopher reeves superman Mm -hmm. and then the brandon ruth or routh or whatever you you pronounce it that everyone ignores and forgets about and now the man of steel one so there's there's only like you know one or two right. to choose from but even like the tim burton run of batmans you went from two michael keaton's to val kilmer to george clooney and then you've got the nolan ones and then you have ben affleck and then you have upcoming now um that pattinson guy oh, yes uh, from the twilight films mm-hmm. so um it seems like batman has really you know ran the course there and there are a lot of different takes and visions and directors and actors involved in interpreting this character mm-hmm. uh, so it might be a little harder same thing with like spider-man i think you know he's been through a lot of uh, iterations as well mm-hmm. um so but i i don't see it as such a such a bad thing to i think the argument of uh you know it strayed from its source material is is, is a weak argument anyway because ultimately you know i don't care about how <laughs> true uh, the tim burton batman movie was to uh-huh. uh the source material what I care about is, you know, did I like that movie? Was it enjoyable? Right. And from what I understand about Batman 2, the source material, he's quite a bit different than where he's come now. Um, you know, he came out in, I guess, the Detective Comics series mm-hmm. and wasn't really well fleshed out, probably. He was more like a, you know, just kind of a, a random plot point here or something like a story about Batman. And he, he was basically just, I guess, like a detective type of person who wore a bat suit for some reason. And I think he even even he even had guns at some point, mm-hmm. uh, carried a gun yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> you know, the the actual original original Batman is probably very little uh, to do with what actually became Batman in comics later on. Once they decided, let's uh, make this character right. a, a real thing. See, that's the thing. That's the reason I love Marvel versus DC. I think that like the Marvel characters, for the most part, have like a history and like a through line, and like you know the, these mm-hmm. characters have kind of evolved and grown over the years. Whereas um, DC characters are more stagnant. Like there's like the origin story of who they are. You know, these characters are established, and um, they've had like these big story arcs that like you know they you can name like a few key stories that happen in their life but like when you look at the marvel character it's almost like they're real people who have like a history you look at spider-man he's gone to high school and college and he's grown up and yeah so i've i've always been drawn towards like the history of the character and that's why i love that there's like you know 600 back issues that that have you know mm-hmm. and you see like an evolution there exactly exactly yeah, I think that might be something that's been a bit of a turnoff too. Because you know, if I ever do think about comic getting into comic books, um, there is like the trope of it seems like uh, you know Superman or Batman or even Captain America are always dying and then somehow <laughs> managing to come back. Yeah. Like I, I catch headlines about it usually throughout the years. It'll be like uh, you know Marvel kills off Captain America. Mm-hmm. Uh, what comes next? And then eventually you hear you know he's he's back. Right. Uh, same with Superman and, and all these all these characters. And so I get the impression that it's like 
the same basic story, which I already know from the movies and video games and other things of like, yeah, Batman, he was a kid, he got his parents were murdered. Uh, Superman, his planet blows up, they send him to, uh, you know, to, to, to Earth. Right. He punches people, shoots uh, lasers out of his eyes. Uh, there's Lois Lane, she's a reporter. Uh, and, and that's it, that's, that is the story. And so to me, it seems like the comics over the decades have mostly just been rehashing the same story mm-hmm. with like new artwork and maybe slightly different details. Uh, but it doesn't strike me as something that would be more like a like reading Game of Thrones or something where, you know, it's these characters that move on in a world and the world changes and the politics of the world change and characters <laughs> die uh, and characters, you know, uh, marry and politics change and all of that. <laughs> uh, it seems like in the comic book world, things are a little more stagnant. Well, I agree with you in DC, but I think that in Marvel, it, things do change and uh characters do evolve and um you know characters are different now than they were 20 years ago or the way that they're portrayed mm-hmm. um and even the place they are in their life but i also agree with you that like i think the companies kind of look at these things as like oh we want to attract new new readers and they say oh we want to simplify things so new readers can come on board and really you know hit the ground running and really enjoy our product but for me, what I really loved about it was that there was this rich history. But I think that mm. I think most people might agree with you that like that history is kind of daunting. Like I'm not going to sit there and read you know 500 issues just to catch up with something. Yeah, I think that's the other side of it. Is it feels kind of inaccessible just in terms of the the volume and in history that you've missed out on. Like like it would be like trying to take up um, Pokemon trading cards these days. You know, like mm-hmm. who knows where Pokemon is now? Like there's so many crazy new generations of of pokemon and so like you would have a deck and you want to play against somebody and it's like can't i just have a bulbazar is he still a thing (laughs) and like if you weren't you know there from the beginning you you wouldn't have all of these these other you know kind of characters in your in your uh deck there to choose from uh and so the same thing seems with like comic books where it's like you know there's there's just so much there where do i where do i jump in at yeah and i think that the companies are kind of scared that it turns people off but i don't know i kind of disagree i think that it's that history that kind of it it gives it like weight it gives it kind of meaning otherwise you're just kind of reading these one-off stories they don't really matter but the kind of the history kind of makes those stories matter Mm. so that's why i i'm like a fan of you know things changing and evolving and like you know stories kind of mattering and and you having to keep up with 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 the story even if it's complicated or daunting yeah so it's a trade-off because on one hand it's harder for new audiences to come to it if there is um an evolution or a history that is important to follow all right um but like i guess you know like right now with batman like i know batman i'm familiar with it i could probably pick up any issue of of a batman comic and read it and it would be fine like i don't i don't i, I don't feel like i would be missing out because I, I know the enough of the backstory and the kind of like character motivations and, and things like that uh, and i think that same would be true of most um you know most superhero comics that are kind of mainstream that that i know from other other media um so so you know like maybe fantastic four i don't i don't really know that one as much so who mm-hmm. knows if i you know picked up that i, I i'm not sure what they typically do all i know is that there's been you know some some terrible movies made <laughs> and i get that there's four of them and i kind of know their powers but uh-huh. even in those movies it seems especially the, the latest one where they were like kids mm-hmm. and 
or something. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like it just it didn't seem clear just going off of the movies and a couple of video games that I've played uh, related to Fantastic Four. Uh, it's not clear to me really who these characters are. And so I feel like that one might be tough if I were to just, you know, pull out a random comic. But even then, I'm sure there'd, you know, be a, a, an origin story or a starter comic that I could uh, begin with. Right. I mean, it kind of should be like a soap opera where you can just walk in and like, you know, if, if you, you know, read one or two issues, like you'll kind of pick up what's going on. But then at the same mm-hmm. time, if you've been a fan for like 10 years, you know, there's a there's like a secondary layer of a story that uh, is more important to you or like that you you get, yeah. you know, so it should, it, should, it should be able to work on both levels, you know. Yeah, but. Do you see a big advantage in terms of comics versus movies um, or other, other other things? Like for me, video games, I think, are kind of the, the same purpose or maybe even a better uh, way of, of, of doing it because, um, you know, you're there playing as the character or, you know, playing alongside these characters and you really flesh out a lot of that lore <laughs> through doing that. And it's a lot more engaging than like, you know, a comic where you're, you know, you're not really part of the action. You're not controlling anything. Right. Um, and, and even in terms of, uh, of movies versus comics, I, I'm still, I, I don't see a big advantage in, for comics just because, um, you know, you still have to read it. Uh, whereas a movie, you're ha- you're, you can have the dialogue and you can have it spoken to you. And it's just a much more richer uh, experience because of that. And then the visual side of comics, which I would think would be the appeal of comics, it being uh, um, sort of an advantage over like books because you know you read a book everything's just imagined in your head mm-hmm. and you don't have this awesome artwork to look at but a movie is also a visual medium uh, with you know moving images versus uh, the static images on the page uh, so even though a lot of the you know comic artwork looks pretty cool um, you know the a, a movie is is just so much more immersive right but like those like the they're supposed to be adaptations like the TV, the, the video games, the movies are supposed to be like adaptations of the source material, which is the comic books. But the thing is, those products have so much like have uh, so much wider reach, like a movie reaches like millions and millions of people, whereas a comic book, maybe maybe you'll get a few hundred thousand people to read that. So at some point it becomes like, what? which one's the horse and which one's the carriage, you know, because... I, I guarantee you more people have seen Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man than have ever picked up a comic book, uh, an Iron Man comic book. Yeah. So, like, for them, Robert Downey Jr. is the definitive Iron Man, and they don't even know what the, you know, source material is, is or is supposed to be. Uh, I don't even know, mm-hmm. actually. And I think that's, I think that kind of makes it a more enjoyable experience in, to an extent, because I think the only character that I know from the comic books in depth is, is spider-man and i don't really enjoy the the mcu uh spider-man movies that much and i think it's because i know too much <laughs> uh-huh. oh so like what do you think if like the comic books went away like all these publishers are being bought by um media conglomerates and they're looking at the bottom line and they're saying you know a tv show makes you know x millions of dollars and we makes you know billions of dollars and a you know the comic book industry is bringing in you know yeah <laughs> uh, a very small fraction of what these characters are doing in other mediums so what happens if like comics completely go away mm. because you know right now the 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 stories that you're enjoying in other mediums like in movies and tv um kind of kind of got tested first 
in comic books. Like, you know, you're kind of picking and choosing like the cream of the crop. Like you have 40 years of, uh, of comic books and you're picking like the best stories and you're putting them to screen and you're loving them. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. Like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the cream of the crop there. Uh, <laughs> I, I finished watching uh, Thor the Dark World last night, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, we'll have to do an episode on that to catch me up on on what happened because I, I don't really remember much of it. Yeah. Um, but I, I get I get what you're saying. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's probably a financial mistake. Like I know DC recently has had a lot of layoffs and the comic industry is probably struggling a bit mm-hmm. uh, despite the huge... Um, you know, uh, box offices of these uh, comic book movies. But, um, you know, content is always going to be necessary. And I think the advantage really of, of comics and, and just kind of written material in general is that it allows you to sort of finish a storyline. And I think a lot of the problems we see in movies um, and TV shows that sort of fail or jump the shark or something is that they don't know where they're going. You know, you look at like Lost, which had. Um, you know, it was a huge successful TV show, but the ending was kind of, um, you know, faulty there. And then same with Game of Thrones, where Game of Thrones was an amazing uh, phenomenon. And then the last couple seasons, just absolutely hated and people just hated those. Uh, and it's because, you know, the source material didn't didn't have an ending yet. And they diverged a lot from the source material mm-hmm. uh, in order to get to where, uh, you know, they ultimately had, had gotten. And so the benefit i think of it is really in having this um kind of a constant well of um new intellectual property that is not only started but eventually gets finished so you know the full story and then you can adapt that to a movie or a television show and it's going to be so much better usually i mean there's no there's no reason you can't you know create a movie or a tv show and have it have it be wonderful but more often than not you probably end up with something like um you know the last Star Wars uh, trilogy, where <laughs> they don't know where they're going, and they're yeah. just sort of trying to to make it up as they go. Whereas if you know in the last uh, what twenty years between the trilogies, um, if you know um, somebody was working on, and I imagine they probably did because there's a whole expanded universe or whatever that got that's got scrapped, but there were probably completed stories there. If somebody was working on, hey, what happened after um, you know Episode Six? Let's figure that out then they would have a complete story that would have, you know, a beginning, middle, and an end, and these important through lines to follow. And then that would be much easier to adapt in a, in a sensible way versus creating something entirely new. And even if Disney, you know, took it over and they decided, we don't like any of the expanded universe, we do want to make something new. If they could, div- um, if, if they could invest the time first in, you know, writing a book or even a comic, whatever it might be, at least write a story, mm-hmm. even if they don't publish it, if it makes no money, nobody else sees it, just for the sake of actually having uh, a completed story. Um, I think that's probably more important. And even if you're, you know, your comics aren't making any money, uh, that doesn't matter. Like I said, you could don't even show it to people if you don't want to. Uh, mm-hmm. The value is really in having that completed story at the end of the day and the trademarked and copywritten uh characters and storylines and all of that mm-hmm. so that you can put it into a movie or a tv show these more uh, profitable mediums that's true but i think that they should show them i like i think that disney made a mistake with that uh what's it called the expanded universe yeah um like kind of ignoring that instead of they should have like picked and chose like what was the most popular yeah i hear that they might do that with um all some of the old republic stuff because those games those video games have been really popular 
um, the Knights of the Old Republic, mm -hmm. and there's a, a current MMO that's been running for a while now uh, called the Old Republic. And so even though that's been scrapped uh, because of you know them scrapping basically everything outside of the, the movies, um, I, I've, I've heard rumors that certain elements have been kind of incorporated into the movies or referenced or something like that, so mm -hmm. it might still be canon. And that might mean that eventually they'll set uh, a new trilogy or a movie saga or something in that time period. Yeah. And they probably will pull from a lot of the successful stuff. They'll still change it. And that's that's perfectly fine, too. I imagine there's no reason just because something is canon doesn't mean you have to, that you can't change it. I'm sure, you know, in MCU, in the MCU, there's probably been lots of changes from how things were originally in the comics. But what you do is you pick the things that are working. And uh, at least then it gives you, you know, a through line to follow as well. And, you know, an ending that you're working toward versus, um, you know, just taking some random characters and, and making stuff up as you go. That's true. Yeah. Having like a product that, that works and um, uh, it's much better than, than being faithful to the, to the source material. And yeah. I think that like picking and choosing like the best elements is, is the best way to go or even like a loose adaptation. Yeah. And see, even though I'm not like a comic fan, mm -hmm. like I don't I don't read the comics, I probably will never read comics. I still think DC and Marvel should make comics because I feel like that stuff will push through to having better movies down the road. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it might take a long time to pay off. Like, you might need 10, 20 years of, of comics uh, that people are writing in order for you to get a good plot that you want to adapt into a, a movie. Mm -hmm. But it's still worth that investment to, to, to me, it seems like. So even though I wouldn't actually read the comics as they're coming out, I feel like ultimately I'll, I'll benefit from that work and so I would hope that they would keep, um, you know, keep the comics going. Mm -hmm. But what about the angry fans who who later complain this? It's not faithful to source material. If you take away the source material, then they can't be mad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like 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 you said, uh, yeah, that's a hundred thousand people versus the uh, millions that watch the movie. So uh -huh. I think ultimately, you don't you don't have to care too much about the hardcore comic fans. And to be fair, like the people that are angry are going to be a small percentage of that already small percentage right, anyway. So it's not not a big, powerful group. Um, they're the loudest, though. So, so I know. They're the people you hear yeah, on the internet. That's why, that's why you need a volume knob. <laughs> they're the people who comment on message boards. and Yeah, but, uh, I, but I mean, I think the thing is, is we're not taking anything away from them. You know, Disney's not taking anything away from them by making a movie <laughs> that's not um, true to the source material because they still have the comics. If they are comic fans and that's what they like, they still have that. Right. Um, so, you know, just like Game of Thrones, like I hate the whole Game of Thrones TV show now just because of how it <laughs> ended. Like I, I, I would not encourage anyone to watch it unless maybe I would say watch the first season and then just stop just because the first season is really good t television. But then from then on, don't, don't bother because you're going to get sucked into something that is just not going anywhere good. Wow. Um, but I, it doesn't matter. Like, Yes, I would have loved to have had a better TV show, but the books still exist and will hopefully be finished. And that is going to be the uh, you know more enjoyable experience anyway. Um, so I think the same would be with comics: is that it doesn't matter if you don't like um, you know Ben Affleck Batman, you still have a Batman that you do like that you can go and read anytime you want, and would hopefully be continually produced by um, DC. You know, I, I don't I wouldn't want them to to close up shop and I can see I can see comic book fans being mad if that were to happen um, if they were to say you know we're not we're not going to bother with writing any new comics anymore and it's all about movies and TV and video games then yeah that would that would be a bummer mm -hmm. uh, and I do think that that would shoot them in the foot creatively 
so they shouldn't do that. Right. But um, you don't have to watch the movies. You have you have comics. You just need to find a woman who is pathetic, like you. I guess now is a good time for a quick ad break, or it would be if we had any advertisers. We do have a Patreon, though. You want to tell the listeners about that? Sure. So it's patreon.com slash W-U-T-R. Pronounced water. Exactly. But it's spelled W-U-T-R. Water. Anyway, people who like our show, they can go to Patreon and support the show. If you donate $3 a month, you'll get a call out in our end credits. And for $10 a month, you'll get the credits, call out, and access to our monthly Q&A live streams. Very cool. And with that support, we can hopefully make the podcast a lot better. The audience has been growing, so we really need to upgrade to some professional equipment. And hire a professional editor. Yeah, definitely. I guess that's it for the ad for now. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash water. W-U-T-R. And support the show if you enjoy listening each week. Now let's get back to whatever we were talking about. Yeah, I'm actually a thing. I'm a being. But with like Ben Affleck's Batman, like everyone was complaining about he used guns, like he killed people. Like that's not what Batman would do in the source material. You take yeah. away the source material. Did, did Ben Affleck kill people? Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't remember him doing much other than just kind of midlife crisis. And, um, and saying Martha. Sitting around. Yeah, he, he just seemed like he was just a depressed old man, right? Like he... Uh-huh. I, 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 I would like to know more about the Ben Affleck Batman just because I want to, it, it seemed like we kind of got into that in the middle or really towards the end of his career where I think traditionally Batman, you know, starts off with Batman Begins, uh, the t- uh, uh, Tim Burton Batman starts mm-hmm. with his origin and really his like first night out kind of thing. Oh, right. Um, so you're used to getting introduced to Batman from the beginning, from the early stages of him becoming Batman or just recently mm-hmm. become Batman. Yeah. And Bat- Ben Affleck's Batman, it was sort of like we were just thrown into his near retirement. And <laughs> right. it's interesting because we don't we don't know anything about that Batman because all we're seeing is the end of it. Like we don't know mm-hmm. if he was a good Batman. We don't know how he was, you know, putting putting people away, uh, putting criminals away in Arkham Asylum and all of that. We don't we don't know anything about him. So, you know, we 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 missed the entire career of Batman. Uh, and I don't really know how they're going to handle that moving forward, but that's how it feels with Ben, ben Affleck. I don't know if that was the intent or not, but for whatever reason, he, he just seems old and pretty much retired at the start, which seems like an odd choice. Yeah. Well, then I guess you'll really like the next one because I think the next one's supposed to be set in like his early days or maybe like a year into his career. Yeah. I mean, I I don't mind the um, the retirement Batman. I just mm-hmm. I just feel like. I, I, there's there's greater problems with um, you know the whole Man of Steel saga of the DC era of mm-hmm. movies, so I think that's the bigger problem there. And I think Superman is probably a much bigger problem in general than Batman because I think Batman seemed a little more on the mark at least. You know, it's fine if he's dark and brooding. I, I, the other thing that I didn't really like was you know he's a he's a superhero technically, but um, all we've seen of Batman really is him fighting Superman and. <laughs> That's that's weird yeah. because you know he, he, it's just a hero fighting another hero, and if and, and that sort of makes him a villain, really, right. um, you know. So I would, you know, I would like to see uh, Batman's past, I mm-hmm. guess. But at the same time, I, I I don't mind seeing the retirement Batman. I just think that it would have been nice to have had that dealt with in a better way, oh, uh, yeah. essentially, so that yeah, you know, don't don't ruin it with the whole Superman angle yet. Uh, like I like the Wonder Woman part of it, like the idea of him—he's kind of in retirement and he's like 
you know, I can't, I'm getting too old for this. I can't be doing this all on my own forever. And him wanting to create this like council of um, superheroes. Uh, that, that's, that's the nice motivation and it seems all fine. Uh, just the whole Batman versus Superman stuff mm-hmm. just didn't really work for me. Yeah. They probably should have like built up to it a little bit more. Yeah. So does he ever retire in the comics? Um, so there's like the, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But there's like the Batman Beyond where it's it takes place like in like 2050 and he mm-hmm. um, he's retired at that point because he's like old. <laughs> yeah. And is then, he is he fulfilling like an Alfred type role to the new Batman? Yeah, he, he kind of like takes over and he, I mean, he kind of like mentors him and um, yeah, but he's not like a butler, he, not a butler, but he's the guy in the chair. Oh, OK, I, I think I, I feel like you should have to become a butler. I, I, I would like that to oh. be the the lore of batman is uh-huh. that it's just this this weird uh superhero role that's like handed down generation after generation mm-hmm. and you find out that alfred was the previous batman that would be cool and he, you're just like constantly training your other person but once the other person takes over then you have to do dishes and laundry <laughs> and you're the butler now <laughs> that's a that's an interesting take <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's my version of the batman i kind of feel like all of the batman movies that we've gotten so far or at least in the last 20 years are kind of based on on two two comic book storylines there's the the dark knight returns and batman the long halloween Mm -hmm. and and like those are the two most popular books out there and they've used it as adaptations for uh the dark knight and um Batman v Superman have taken elements from both of those books, and also, and also a little bit Dark Knight Rises as well. Yeah, is it is it more like origin related? Um, no, it's like the whole the whole thing with like the the Falcone family uh, in the Dark Knight that's pulled from the Long Halloween. You have the Batman versus Superman uh, like fighting dynamic that was pulled from. Um, the Dark Knight Returns, um, and then and then in The Dark Knight Rises, remember he like kind of retires and kind of comes out of retirement. Yeah, that's pulled directly from The Dark Knight Returns. It's like an kind of like an older, uh, you know, grizzled Batman coming coming out of retirement for 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 another fight. So, what superhero movie so far um, would you say has uh, strayed the most from the source material? Oh, see, that's another great point because I think those are the ones that you, that like everyone hates the most. Like the latest Josh Trank, Fantastic Four, I would think. Um, what else? I'm not sure. But there's also, there's, there's, but actually, the, when you think about it, there are movies that people love and people hate that are close to the source material. Like the first um, Fantastic Four from like 2004 or 2005, that was very close to the source material and everyone hated it. So you never know. And that was the one with um, Captain America. Yes. Yeah, because that's that's the one I remember mostly, and it felt very, you know, staying on track in a, in a way. Even though I didn't know I didn't know the source material, but just from how it was put together, it felt like they know who these characters are, and they're you know being consistent mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah. Um, I think the one that was confusing though was the Silver Surfer, and that one felt like they almost grabbed something like some other property and just kind of threw it into the Fantastic Four universe, uh-huh. which I guess, you know, it's Marvel. I'm sure all of these people interact at some point with each other or not. I don't know how if Silver right. Surfer is specific to Fantastic Four or what, but he just, it just felt strange and didn't feel like part of, part of everything uh, there. And in terms of, I guess it was Galactus or something like right. that, that didn't make any sense. And so it felt like, well, maybe that was something that was more inspired by the original source. 
um, than it was like you know a, a good ad adaptation. Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't really know. It's just that's the feeling of it because it feels a little disconnected and not not as well thought out. Um, even though the first movie was you know wasn't wasn't great, um, at least you know it felt like they knew what they were doing, mm -hmm. and I would attribute that to probably having source material to follow. In the first movie, like the Doctor Doom is yeah the character is very different than he is uh, in the source material. Um, and I think that's might be one of the reasons people kind of hated that that movie. But um, and same thing with Galactus. Galactus is supposed to be like a person or like a giant, um, and in the movie he's kind of like a cloud. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> clouds are clouds are scary. They are very scary. You never know when they might eat your planet. <laughs> yeah, it keeps me up at night. So, do you have a, a favorite um, comic book storyline? Oh. I guess probably of the Spider-Man uh, one, since that's uh, what you read mostly. Um, that's a great question. I liked. Um, so let's see, what's a good one? Uh, like the whole arc with um, Green Goblin and Gwen Stacy is a classic, and I think that's like one of the best ones. Yeah, and they kind of did it loosely in the very first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, mm -hmm. even without the Gwen Stacy character. They kind of still kind of did that story. They just took her some of her uh, points and put it into the the film yeah well so the, the 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 mary jane in the sam raimi movies is is like a mashup between mary jane and gwen stacy like those two characters yeah um kind of got molded into one and thrown in the movie as mary jane since i don't read comics mm -hmm. um you know i don't know a lot about comics how like how how long are they like if i were to read a comic mm -hmm. what what am i what am i getting into uh like maybe half an hour i think you could polish one off in 30 minutes and it would be like a, a an actual kind of little booklet yeah like a, <laughs> it's like a more like a magazine or something i guess yeah kind of magazine size exactly because i've seen them i i've you know i've gone to comic book stores i've like flipped through them uh, -huh. uh it seems like there's a lot of variety yeah. but i imagine there's some kind of like standard like this is your standard kind of normal yeah. comic book size and length uh -huh. and so you'd have like a 30 minute read uh -huh. it would be all one continuous story or is it like uh, little mini stories so it, it's changed a little bit like if you read a lot of the older issues i would say before 1985 um they're a lot more dense so they might take a, a little bit longer there's more text um and then more of the more recent stuff is definitely more art you can probably get through it a lot quicker um and Anything from like the last 20 years probably is part of a story arc. So it'll probably be either six issues or 12 issues. They started making graphic novels around 20 years ago, and that's been really profitable for them. So they'll mm. have like a 12 part, you know, series, and then, then they'll sell you the whole thing as a graphic novel. So there, there is like a technical difference between a comic book and a graphic novel? Yes, there is. And so like a graphic novel is kind of a collection of, of comic books? or Exa Yeah, exactly. So like there'll be six issues or 12 issues or 10 issues, whatever it may be. Yeah. And a complete story, whereas, you know, each issue will be one part of, of a story. Yeah. And how much has the internet changed things? Like, um, like I said, I've seen some panels, some comic <laughs> book um panels and most of that has been you know i haven't bought i haven't purchased a comic book uh i just go online and and look for it basically like i you know i, mm -hmm. I search for the killing joke and i and i look at a few of the um pages of that to understand you know what, what what's everybody talking about okay uh, so i can know what's going on and i imagine you can probably pirate pdfs or something if you, if you want it as well um are comics even maybe released digitally i know i've gotten some download comic uh like bonuses as like certain content stuff or signups mm -hmm. uh, I, i've never really used it 
but um, apparently some some comics are digital. Um, yeah. Is that is that changing the way people are um, uh, consuming their comics? Yeah, I think so. I think it is for me. Like there was a period where I didn't read a book in a long time, and then during quarantine, I've I've started again with this um, Marvel Unlimited. You can read digital comics for it's it's like a monthly fee or an annual fee. It's kind of like a subscription. And then, uh, you know, they have all the old issues and, um, you know, before I didn't really like reading on a screen, but I've gotten used to it and I like actually prefer it now. Yeah. I would think that if you had like a, like a Kindle or an e-reader or something, it might, might be optimized for it in a way that could work well. It is. Um, versus like staring at your computer. It's optimized for like iPads. Yeah. Like, like an iPad would work where, well, like a, like a tablet would seem fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, and plus then I would wonder, you could make it interactive as well, um, and I don't know if people are doing that or not, but you know, the whole thing about comic books is that they're the static image, but in theory, you could have it be a moving image um, still on the page. It could be like an animated GIF kind of thing, which mm -hmm. I've seen uh, done before with more standard like comic strips. Um, you know, you can look at online and see people do comic, your, 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 you know, this kind of stuff that you might find in a newspaper, like a comic strip, but it's an animated GIF. So part of it is actually moving. Um, and other things, you know, obviously you click to turn the page, but you might have things that you could click to reveal dialogue or, or, mm -hmm. or click to reveal uh, more of the scene uh, in a way right. uh, that you can't do in a, in a book. Yeah. So they have like motion comics, but that's, I think, a little different. And in the um, in the Marvel Unlimited, like they you can read like panel by panel. So, yeah. you know, sometimes when you're, you're flipping pages, you kind of spoil like the big surprise because once you turn the page, it's like it's right there. But with the panel, yeah, that's, panel, that's why another reason I had never really got into it was just it seems it seems like impossible to spoil, <laughs> spoil it because like things are eye catching. And yeah. it's like, you know, I, I see, you know, Superman shot through the head in the last panel there and I, I, I can't like avoid it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's there. I want to I want to see what happened. I'm not going to, you know, go up to the top left and, and, and read my way down there. I want to see why, why, why is he getting shot in the head? Right. Um, so the, that kind of thing seems like it would be a problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool new addition. Um, although I, I feel like the they're really optimized for iPads because I've been reading on my computer so like once in a while on my phone, and it's kind, of, um, it's kind of weird. Like it's either zoomed in too much or not zoomed in enough. But I think... That's because I'm not looking at it on an iPad, which is, I think, what it's kind of designed for. Yeah. So how did you get into comics originally? Uh, so I think my first foray was in the... Uh, so I was a big fan of the, the Spider-Man animated series in the 90s. And when that ended, mm -hmm. that's when I started reading comic books. That's what did it. Yeah. So, so how old were you? I was 12, I think, or 13. So it was sort of like you you didn't go into comics for comics. You, you were you had already known of Spider-Man and it was mm -hmm. really about, um, so that's probably how it happens a lot now anyway, because, um, you know, like movies and TV are, are more common popular. Mm -hmm. right. And so people are probably being drawn in, uh, that way. But I guess people do get drawn in just for the sake of comics. Um, probably, especially, you know, if you, if you, if you're reading like Spider-Man or something because you like the movies, but then you find out you really like the medium of comic books, mm -hmm. then you probably do start browsing comic book stores and, and checking out other things. And, you know, obviously we, we talk a lot about the superhero ones, but I imagine there are a lot of, um, popular non-superhero comics as well, right? There are. Yeah. So, um, I, what happened was like, there was, you've heard like image comics and vertigo. It's where, you know, comic creators can go and. Uh, I work for these companies and they own 
like the things that they create. Like if you work for a Marvel or a DC and you create a new character and it becomes really popular and um, you know gets made into a movie, you don't get any of that money. But if with Image or Vertigo, if you work for for these imprints or these companies, you know if you create a character that goes on to be popular. Um, you you actually own that character, so there are a lot of um, lesser known characters with those with those properties. Um, I think The Walking Dead is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think if I got into comics, I would probably not bother with DC or Marvel, um, and I would probably pick something that's that seems a little more independent, <laughs> um, or just something that's maybe newer as well, just because then I don't have to worry about the history. Uh, of it I'm I can already kind of start and follow along as it's coming out oh yeah okay. um and I think that would be probably be more enjoyable mm-hmm. uh, than having to th- go into something that already has like a lot of a lot of baggage that I'm not not aware of or part of yet yeah um but but yeah like I, I don't know if I would I probably would prefer the non-superhero stuff um as as well like I, I watched The Walking Dead um I don't know that I really like it um but I don't know that I would follow the comics just because it's it's probably very kind of gruesome and okay. I don't really care for that as much. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know. I imagine there would be stuff, um, some, some interesting things. I, I think part of it is probably the, um, the illustrations, right? That that's like the big, the big selling point of comics. Um, obviously the storylines are there and they're important, um, not to downplay the importance of the, the writer, but I think, um, it being a very visual medium, that's something mm-hmm. that really stands out, uh, you know, are those are those um, those those visuals, those illustrations? Um, do you have any particular like favorite artist or someone that that has really stood out in that regard? Oh, uh, favorite artist? It's a good question. I like uh, Todd McFarlane; he's pretty good, and I like John Romita. Like John Romita is like good classic, and um, Todd McFarlane's a little bit more not really current. He's more '90s, but but still. Yeah, you like that that side of it too. Like when you're reading a comic and there's just a really striking image does mm-hmm. that help kind of draw you in yeah yeah like um if you read any of like todd mcfarland's books it's mostly it's mostly just image like the images really tell the story versus a lot of the other um creators where you know there's a lot of text you know and, and the, they, they mm-hmm. that kind of drives the the story yeah is it is it pricey do you how much how much do comics cost um, so when I was reading, they used to be about two dollars, two fifty. Yeah, they started going up to three. Now they're, I think they're like four or five dollars each. That's why I think the you know digital comics have really taken off is because you can get these subscriptions for and then and then you have access to like a whole library. Exactly. Yeah, they come out I think like six months later, yeah. so you're a little bit behind, but it's much cheaper. Like mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's like ten dollars a month unless you have some sort of coupon. Like I did an annual. And it was like sixty dollars for a whole year. That's like five dollars yeah. a month. What would you recommend to people then, if if um, you know they're like me, they haven't gotten into comics? Uh, how how would we go about getting into comics? Where where would be a good place to start? Maybe like your your local comic book store, or if you know you're you're interested in like Marvel, or you know there's the the Marvel Unlimited, where you can do a, a, a one week trial for free, or Comicsology, which has everything. Actually, that's that's probably a great recommendation for you. Um, comicsology you can get a, a a week for free and then i think it's like 6.99 or 5.99 a month and it's the same thing you have access to like all sorts of back issues and that's not just marvel that's that's everybody yeah so then you can just kind of go through it and see see what what works for you and what what your uh, particular tastes are mm-hmm. yeah exactly and whether you're into spider-man or uh batman mm-hmm. or 
one of the other many mans. Yeah. So like try it out. And then, you know, it's um, if you think about it, it's like six dollars a month. And if you read three issues, you got your money worth. Yeah. Because I think online they sell for about one ninety nine each, at least the older issues. I'm not really sure about the newer ones. The digital comics are a lot uh, are great for the the companies too because they, you know, they save so much on overhead. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have to you know print, distribute, ship. They don't have to do any work. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they pass that on to you, and and they're a lot cheaper. Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to be reading uh, any comic books uh, or not in the future. I'm sure I'm going to keep watching the movies, though. Um, but if you know any of our listeners have recommendations, we'd like to hear your favorite comics, storylines, uh, characters, artists, whatever it might be. Just tell us uh, you know, what you love about comics and uh, give us some recommendations as well. You can tweet at us uh, or find us on Facebook at WUTR Podcast. Awesome. See you next week. Hey, it's the end of the episode. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever you listen to podcasts on. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook at WUTR Podcast. If you like the show and want to support it, check out our Patreon at patreon.com WUTR. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for more superhero stuff.